Hey guys, this is Panther Nation. I'm Connor Hibbett. And I'm Gage Laswell. And our guest today is Mr. V, our sponsor. I, I, Mr. V, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Connor. It's good to be here. Mr. V, I just, I just want to brag about you for a second. You've been our sponsor now. for This is your second year for being our sponsor, and I want to thank you so much because you've done so much for us. Uh, Mr. Valverde, I want you, to, you yourself to brag about yourself just for a couple seconds. Uh, this is my second year at Pasco, my second year uh, sponsoring this program. It's probably the easiest one to sponsor. I don't have to do anything but sit and watch and listen. <laughs> so anytime you can do something like that, it's good. I'm currently teaching freshmen, and I've enjoyed it going back to teaching freshmen. Well, Mr. Valverde, thank you for being on the show. Um, guys, I'm sure you're well aware of uh, the NCAA tournament is starting actually today. So we wanted to kind of preview with you uh, for it. We're going to do just like Selection Sunday. So here's what will happen. I'll go over each region, and then I'll get Gage and Mr. Valverde to go over their brackets and kind of like what they like about every single team matchup. In the East region, which is actually one of the more intriguing regions, uh, you have the Duke Blue Devils facing North Dakota State, who just beat North Carolina Central uh, last night, and the North Carolina Central coach had something very interesting to say about Zion Williamson. We'll get into that later. I'm sure you guys may have heard about it. You may have not, but the North Carolina Central coach said that playing against Zion Williamson is like your dad playing against your six-year-old son. <laughs> so, and he's not lying there either. Uh, VCU and UCF, an eight and nine, a nine and eight game in the last 15 years. Nine and eights are actually even exactly even in the amount of wins and losses. So that should be a pretty good game, a very good defensive game. And uh, for UCF, they have one of the tallest players, not just in college basketball, but in the world. Uh, they have one of the tallest people in the world in Taco Fall. Um, so the chances of UCF falling in that are pretty low, in my opinion, uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Mississippi State and Liberty, uh, Liberty, a very good, very good sound team. Uh, that That's uh, one of the more intriguing games in the whole entire tournament. Virginia Tech against St. Louis. Virginia Tech gets one of their best players back who is missing the second half of the year. And then we look at the 6 and 11 games, which are actually uh, very uh, an interesting stat, is in the last, I think it was 15 games, the 11 seed has actually beaten the uh, six seed more than the six is beating the eleven. LSU and Yale, Yale out of the Ivy League. You always got to watch for these teams. They're always very smart uh, and they're always well. Uh, they play very sound. So uh, Louisville and Minnesota, Louisville out of the ACC, Minnesota out of the Big Ten. The Big Ten actually led the uh, the tournament and most amount of teams selected with eight. The ACC and uh, the SEC finished tied for second with seven. And then uh, Michigan State and Bradley as the two and fifteen. We saw Michigan State got beat as the two seed. A few years ago by Middle Tennessee, who was at 15, but I don't know if this Bradley team has uh, enough to beat Michigan State. Uh, Gage, when you look at the East region, what do you like about this region? What do you think is really kind of intriguing? There are a lot of good teams in this region, I can tell you that for sure. Uh, one being Duke, which I have going all the way. Um, Mississippi State, Virginia Tech, Maryland, LSU, who had a surprising surprising year this year, and you can uh, detest that. Yes. Uh, Louisville and another powerhouse, Michigan State. And so when you, when you look at the first round of games, what is something that sticks out to you? Maybe it's like, well, you know, what, what is something you want to sit down and watch for yourself? I want to see uh, how uh, uh, Duke plays in the tournament. I know, I know they're really good, but there's other teams that are good too that can give Duke a run for their money. And you're saying that, and it's really interesting, is that maybe in the Sweet 16, you, we could see them play Virginia Tech mm -hmm. out of the same conference. And Virginia Tech beat them when Zion Williamson was hurt. But now it's like, okay, well, Zion Williamson's back, but guess who's also back? 
Robinson, their best guard, one of the best guards in the country before he got injured. So now it was the Virginia Tech team. This is an elite team, and officially an elite team. And and you look at, at that that region. Um, are are there any upset games? Because to me, Liberty and Belmont are the, some of the hottest <laughs> picks to take, and they're in the same region. So I think this is a very interesting region. Not to mention Yale with LSU all with that turmoil with Will Wade. So how does that all play into it? Well, I mean, uh, in my opinion, I don't think Liberty can beat Mississippi State because of uh, their athleticism and size. That, that, that's the thing. They, uh, Liberty plays sound basketball, but I don't think the, the athleticism and size of uh, Mississippi State can, uh, and I think they will beat them. And something very interesting is that Mississippi State has been kind of up and down all this year. They started out as an AP Top 25 team. They were out in and out of the rankings in conference play. Uh, but towards the end of the season, they started struggling with turnovers. Uh, Liberty does a good job of not turning the ball over, so we'll see how that comes into play. Uh, any chance St. Louis beats Virginia Tech? No. Yeah, St. Louis is out of the Atlantic 10, which VCU actually ended up winning the regular season, but they won the tournament. That's how they got in. So we got two teams. It would be funny. It's not going to happen probably, but if VCU and St. Louis ended up playing each other later, that would bust everyone's bracket, but it would be funny to see two teams out of the Atlantic 10. Mr. V, what do you like about this region? Uh, you have to go with the powerhouse Duke. I think they're playing very well, and what stands out to me is their guard, Trey Jones. Uh, I watched him play against Florida State, and I just was impressed how uh, he's not playing like a freshman. And I think he's going to be the difference more so than Zion Williams or, or Barrett. Uh, I'm picking Liberty over, over Mississippi State. Uh, I think Liberty's playing some good basketball right now, and I just think they're going to be fired up. And I'm also picking Minnesota over Louisville. Um, I don't know. I just I think Louisville's still suffering from the Rick Patino fiasco. And I think that's going to weigh on them here as they get into the into the tournament. And what's interesting about this game is that uh, Patino's younger son, his son, is actually coaching Minnesota. So it should be interesting to see how that comes into play as well uh, off the court. Uh, is there is there any other things you like about this region looking ahead? No, I think I'm I'm, I'm agreeing with Gage. I'm going with Duke all the way. Uh, the, so you have Duke winning it all as winning well. Winning it all, yeah. Um, so looking ahead at the West region, looking below that, obviously Gonzaga uh, leads this region as the number one seed. They were probably the, the probably the most consistent team all year long. Of course, you could say a lot of that had to do with their schedule and how easy it was. Um, Syracuse and Baylor, another eight and nine game that looks uh, like it could be a toss up, literally. Uh, Marquette Murray State. Here's what's interesting about that matchup. You get John Morant from Murray State and Marcus Howard from Marquette. Those are some of the best guards in the country. And then Florida State and Vermont. Now, Vermont is from the same conference that UMBC was last year when they beat Virginia. So another American conference team against an uh, ACC team. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, I, I don't see why Florida State, Florida State cannot win that game. Their size and athleticism, I think, will take over. Uh, Buffalo and Arizona State. Arizona State beat St. John's last night in the first four matchup. And they'll be facing a Buffalo team that did some damage in, in last year's tournament, uh, including a win against Arizona. Uh, so not so now it's going to be Arizona State against Buffalo. So we'll see what Buffalo has to say against the against the Pac-12 this year. Texas Tech against Northern Kentucky. Texas Tech has one of the best players in the country, and Jarrett Culver. We'll see how uh, he stands out against the 14 seed there. 
Nevada and Florida, seven and ten matchup. These games are always very interesting to watch. I, I've seen a lot of ten beat uh, tens beat sevens the last uh, several years when I've paid attention to the tournament. And Michigan and Montana will face off in the first round, just like they did last year. Montana started off with an, uh, I believe, is an eleven zero lead last year. But uh, the final outcome was obviously Michigan, as Michigan made it all the way to the finals. Uh, I'll start with you, Mr. V, this time for this region. Mr. V, what do you like about this one? I like, uh, you got to go with uh, Syracuse and Texas Tech. Uh, Syracuse is always fired up when it comes time for the tournament. And I think Texas Tech is playing really good uh, basketball right now. And I had them going to the Final Four. But in the first round, I see Florida. Uh, again, it's a, it's a close game, a toss-up between Nevada but I think Florida is going to take the win on that one. And what do you like about the Skater team specifically to get that upset? I just think they're they're coming in uh, on a, on a good note. They're playing good basketball. Uh, so is Nevada, but I just think Florida's got the tradition of, of doing well in the tournament. Yeah, and they finished with the number one defense in the SEC. Tennessee finished number two. It's not saying much, but I think out of the SEC because I think when you look at the SEC, it's it's it's. Kentucky, Tennessee, LSU, and then everybody else. South Carolina was a four seed, and they finished with a 500 record overall. So, um, but I, I, I can totally see that. I actually have Florida in my bracket as well. I like the way they play defense, and I, I'm not impressed with Nevada down the stretch. Um, so you had Syracuse, I guess, beating Gonzaga. Yes, I have Syracuse beating Gonzaga. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> so, Gage, you, you're questioning that. So what do you have in your bracket? Well, I have Gonzaga beating Syracuse because Gonzaga is a really good team. Um, earlier this uh, this season, they beat Duke in a tournament. They won by two. That doesn't say much, but with that was with Sion too. That they had all their freshmen, and Gonzaga still managed to beat them. Right, and that that's been the only time this year Duke has lost at full strength. Um, so that's a good point you bring up. Um, Mr. V, I want to go back to you real quick. You had Texas Tech going to the Final Four, and, and I know you're a, uh, a New Mexico fan, and, but I know you also like the Big 12 because we're in Big 12 country a little bit. But I'm, I'm not, not going to talk about that as much. I want to talk about why you chose them outside of them being from the state of Texas. I, I've watched them play. My son was at Texas Tech for a while. Uh, but I've been watch- we watched them play quite a bit, and I just like the defense that they play. I think they're very tough, and they can shut down a team like, uh, like Michigan. I have Michigan in the Sweet 16 against Tech, and Tech winning that game. You know what's funny about that is that both of those teams finished in the top four defensively in points given up and efficiency. So it should be a, a tight low scoring game. game, yeah. And I, so I can imagine Jarrett Culver taking over, certain maybe. Yeah, and I think so too. Yeah. Um, so Syracuse, I'd imagine with both of y'all, um, Gage has Gonzaga beating them. You have Syracuse beating Gonzaga. But what's what's interesting to me is that Brandon Clark for Gonzaga is one of the best defenders in the country. But Syracuse always plays well this time of year, like you said earlier, Mr. V. And they beat Michigan State last year in the tournament, which really uh, screwed up a lot of people's brackets. But Syracuse has the length and the size in that zone that makes them kind of unique in their uh, in their way of coming out and defending you, and Gonzaga hasn't seen anything like that all year. Yes, they saw uh, Duke, but Duke does not play zone, so it should be interesting how that uh, comes out to play. And, and the South region, which is probably the easiest region of oh. my opinion. <clears throat> no, it's it's very easy. Um, obviously, Virginia and Tennessee really, really stick out 
But after that, I, I mean, when you, when you look at the three seed in Purdue, they were undefeated at home, but they're not going to be playing at home in this tournament. Uh, they're not very good on the road, and I think even though the Big Ten had the most amount of teams, I think they were just filled with a lot of above-average teams, not a lot of great teams in my opinion. I don't see any Big Ten team making the Final Four this year. That's my opinion. Uh, but Virginia will be playing against Gardner-Webb. Uh, guys, just uh, pause there. Is there any chance Virginia loses in the first round this year? Not, no. 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 Yeah, I agree. That that team is too good, and they have a lot of good players. And in the past, we've always talked about their defense, but they're not, they're not very efficient at the offensive end. Uh, they've always been very good at least amount of turnovers. In fact, they're number one in the country in least amount of turnovers right now. But this year, they're actually scoring at will. They're the number one offense in efficiency. So it should, it's, it's very interesting about this team is that they're very good offensively and defensively. They have a couple uh, All-American candidates with Ty Jerome, even Kyle Guy, and, Deon- and Hunter. So, mm-hmm. um, and then the 8-seed and 9-seed Ole Miss and Oklahoma, we get Big 12 against the SEC just like we saw earlier this year, except we didn't see those two teams play each other. But it should be interesting there as well. Wisconsin and Oregon. Oregon comes on, uh, comes in as one of the maybe one of the more hotter teams in the country. So it should that could be interesting with Wisconsin and to see how Oregon's athleticism versus Wisconsin's experience comes into play. K State against UC Irvine. K State will be without Dean Wade. I know at least for this game. I don't know moving ahead, Mr. V. Do you know if Dean Wade's going to be able to play later in the tournament? Uh, I think they they're expecting him back if they make the round of thirty two in the Sweet Sixteen for sure. Okay. So that obviously UC Irvine's actually a very uh, hot pick as a 13 seed. UC Irvine only had four losses on the year, finished 30 and four. Uh, they haven't really beaten anyone that good this year, but they're still a very good team, and they're actually on a huge winning streak as well. Uh, Villanova and St. Mary's. St. Mary's makes it in because of their win over Gonzaga in their conference final, in their conference tournament final. We'll see what happens there with Jay Wright's program against uh, the St. Mary's Gales. Uh, St. Mary's, to me, was one of the more inconsistent teams in the country this past year. Uh, Purdue, Old Dominion as a 3-14. and 14. Old Dominion won a lot of close games in Conference USA this past year. Not a lot of good teams from Conference USA. 7 Cincinnati against 10 Iowa. They're actually going to be playing this game in Ohio. Uh, so that, that definitely gives a little, a little bit of advantage for Cincinnati there in the 7-10 matchup. And then Tennessee against Colgate as the 2-15. and 15. Gage, I'll start with you this time. What do you uh, think about this region? There's a lot of good teams and there's a lot of and there's a lot of bad teams. Yeah, I can tell you that for sure. Like, like just like you said, but the one game that sticks out to me is Ole Miss and Oklahoma. That game is a toss up, complete toss up. Yes, it is. It's a it's 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 basically fifty fifty. Anyone can win that game. I'm making twenty five brackets, and right now I have fifteen with Oklahoma winning and ten with Ole Miss. But I think it could go either way. So, what sticks out for you for maybe who could come out on top? Just in this region? Uh, for that game. Oh, for that game. Um, last night I was looking at, you know, the videos that they give you. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the previews. And they're saying that Ole Miss is uh, not that good this year. They're very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So is Oklahoma, even though they beat they, they beat Kansas. Yeah. Um, but I like I like Oklahoma's, tra- Oklahoma's chances in this game. I think they can get the, get the win. And uh, head to the round of 32, which they will lose to Virginia. Yeah, I think whoever wins that game will probably lose uh, in the round in the round of 32. So that's interesting. You've changed your pick because you originally had Ole Miss, mm-hmm. and you changed it to Oklahoma. Um, 
Ole Miss actually has some of the best guard play in the country. And if you hear uh, analysts and commentaries throughout the season, they'll say guard play is huge. Uh, so, Gage, who do you have coming out of this region making it to the Final Four? Making it to the Final Four? Oh, I've got um, – I've got – actually, I don't have anyone. Oh, no, I, I have Virginia going to the Final Four. You don't have anyone. It's just they're all going to be tied, and they're all going to get their own chance. In the yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Old I Dominion, have, you get your chance, too. I basically have Virginia going all the way in this region and going to the Final Four and losing to North Carolina. So, like you said, Gage – you have Virginia and Tennessee, and then it's like a waste, and then it's a step down to Purdue. Yeah. So do you think that we're probably going to see Virginia and Tennessee, maybe in the Elite Eight? Maybe. I think there's a good chance as well. Mr. V, I want to know your opinion on this region as I well. I have Virginia and Tennessee in the Elite Eight, but I have Tennessee beating Virginia. I think uh, Rick Bonds is uh, coaching a good team this year, and I think they're going to be fired up to go against Virginia and, and make it to the Final Four. I can't remember if they've ever been to the Final Four. Uh, before I think they have. I think so it's been. They're wanting to go back. It's probably been a while. I want to say it was the late seventies or early eighties. But uh, they have a large senior class this year. They have two of the best players in the country in Admiral Schofield and Grant Williams. So, Mr. V, what is it about this team and this maybe this leadership that you like about them to be able to beat a team like Virginia? You got to go with the old guys. Yeah. <laughs> On this one, go with the seniors. Uh, I think they're going to step up and sh- and and uh, provide that leadership that. Tennessee needs uh, in that Elite Eight to get past Virginia. So is there any kind of specific matchup maybe on the floor that you like as well in this matchup that kind of separates maybe them? Maybe? No, uh, I just think that it's going to be a really good game. It'll probably be a close game. Uh, I would say it's probably, venture to be, it's going to be a toss-up, but I'm going to go with Tennessee over Virginia. I can see that. Uh, You think Texas fans want Rick Barnes back now? I think they do. Shaka Smart, he's a good coach, but he hasn't been a good fit at UT. So maybe that wasn't the smartest thing. Which doesn't hurt to... me, my feelings. <laughs> Not being a UT fan. So I guess, looking back at it, I guess it wasn't such a smart choice for UT. But we'll see. The athletic director actually came out and said a month ago that they're sticking with him and they'll see and they'll give him a little bit more time. So we'll see if he's able to build a good program there and in I Austin. I think that's because they have to pay a huge amount of money to buy out his contract. Yeah. It's high. Um. So we'll, we'll see how uh, Texas does throughout the NIT this year as well. Uh, North Carolina and, and from the Midwest region, we got North Carolina and Iona. Uh, this North Carolina basketball team is just at a different level right now, same as Duke. I think those are the two best teams in the country right now. Uh, North Carolina p- plays with the second fastest pace in the country. So I think the Tar Heels have a, a great chance of making it not just to the Final Four, but to the national championship and maybe facing Duke again for this year. So for the fourth time, uh, we've actually never seen that happen before. Them facing the, and I don't think we have in the national championship before. Not aware of it. Uh, eight against nine seed Utah State and Washington. Washington out of the Pac-12, in which was given a lot of heck this year uh, for not being very good. Utah State out of the Mountain West. Uh, they actually won their uh, conference uh, tournament, um, so that should be a, a very interesting game. Utah State did end up beating Nevada in the season finale on March second. Uh, Auburn against New Mexico State, 5-12. and 12. People love to go with 12s. Uh, this is going to be a hot pick. Even though Auburn's been on a hot streak as of lately, New Mexico State uh, looks again to be that team to pick for the upset as they were last year, and Loyola Chicago was as well. New Mexico State ended up losing in the first round to Clemson last year, and so they'll get their another shot at a uh, powerhouse team. Kansas and, and Northeastern, this is not the same Kansas teams as of late. They finally 
did not win the Big 12 this year, but they have a chance to at least get to the round of 32 with a win over Northeastern. Iowa State and Ohio State is 6-11 and 11 seed. Iowa State comes in as probably your most inconsistent team in the country. And Ohio State comes in as a team from the Big Ten, which we didn't know what to expect from. They're inconsistent as well. So two inconsistent teams as of right now. Houston and Georgia State. Uh, Mr. V, I can imagine you have Houston going pretty far. Yes. And uh, seven and ten, Wofford and Seton Hall. Wofford has probably been your story as a mid-major team outside of Murray State and John Morant. So that could be an interesting uh, game as well. And then Kentucky and Abilene Christian. Abilene Christian, uh, thirty and six on the year. So congrats to them. Uh, they were just right down the road, a couple hours away. And then uh, Kentucky has obviously been Kentucky as, as usual. I'll start with you, Mr. V, because this is Houston's region. Yes, uh, I have to support my Cougars, uh, eat them up Cougs. Uh, I have them beating Iowa State in the uh, round of 32, but losing to Kentucky. Now, I do think Abilene Christian, Kentucky, that could be the upset. Of for a 2-15? Uh, for 2-15 in the first round. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Kentucky's too strong uh, in this round. Also, I, I hate to admit it, uh, my other alma mater, the Lobos, New Mexico, but New Mexico State is playing really good basketball. And I have them beating uh, Kansas in the round of 32, but losing to North Carolina. And I think North Carolina comes out on top in this region and makes it to the championship game against Duke. So you have New Mexico State beating Auburn, and then you have them beating Kansas as yes. well. Yeah. So you, they're going to be like this year's loyal to Chicago. I think so. Sense. Kansas has been underwhelming for the most part this year. They've been so inconsistent. And uh, in the big... T- 12 here they've they struggled uh and they didn't win it for the first time in ages so i don't think they're going to go very far this year right and when you look ahead at auburn so you look ahead at new mexico state and auburn what makes you pick new mexico state over auburn who's actually playing very good basketball right now they're both playing very good but i just think new mexico state is 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 playing really good basketball they're playing very well together and i think they have that memory of going out in the first round last year yeah they don't want to repeat that and they have a large senior class so there he goes again with the leadership yeah and so when you look at the the bottom part of that region you have iowa state on top against ohio state houston georgia state so you like uh, Houston and Iowa State, I would imagine, to move on. Yeah, I like Houston moving on. I think that's that's probably a toss-up as well, too. Uh, Houston, as of late, has not been playing very well together. Yeah. But I think they're going to – they're gonna. Uh, Sam, Coach Sampson is going to get them together, and they're going to hopefully move two rounds. And they're eighth round. in the country in points given up per game, and they'll be facing an Iowa State team that's very good at the offensive end but can't really match that on the defensive end. They're not as, as good on that uh, side of the ball. So I could totally see Houston winning that in a 3-6 and six matchup. I think when you look ahead of the second round, you have some good possible matchups. But to me, I thought Iowa State and Houston was the most intriguing second-round matchup of all of the, the whole entire That'll bracket. That would be a good game. Um, so looking ahead to the Sweet 16, you have Kentucky beating Iowa State, huh? No, I have, I have Houston beating Iowa State oh. and Kentucky beating Houston. Kentucky beating Houston, correct. And then in the Elite Eight, I would imagine you have North Carolina and Kentucky, and you have North Carolina, North Carolina forward, moving forward. forward. Yeah. And uh, this Tar Heel team plays at the second fastest pace in the country. As soon as they get a rebound, they're in transition, and they're going down the court. Um, do you think this North Carolina team is 
is capable enough to maybe facing Duke in the national championship? Yes, and that's the pick I have. I have uh, North Carolina beating Tennessee to make it to the Final Four against Duke, and that's I see that as being probably a game for the ages if it happens. Yeah, and in that Final Four matchup with Tennessee and North Carolina, it's kind of athleticism versus leadership in that in that experience. So, what do you think it will be? What do you think will be the difference in that game? I think the fast pace that North Carolina plays. And do you think Tennessee will be able to stick with them because of that experience they have? I think for the first half and part of the second half they will, but then North Carolina will just pull away. They're, they're just, they they're will just literally keep, run away with it. They're going to be running away with it. Um, when you look at, at for every single game and every single matchup. I think one of the more intriguing one-on-ones, if you will, will be Ja Morant and Marcus Howard. I know we discussed this earlier, but to me that just stands out as some of the best guard play in the country. And two teams who, quite frankly, I don't think played their best basketball towards the end of the season, especially in Marquette. Marquette had the Big East one, and they lost uh, four in a row that ended up having Villanova finish first overall in that conference, and Villanova ended up beating Seton Hall in the conference final. Seton Hall plays against Wofford, who is actually playing some of the uh, best basketball in the country. They only have four losses, all to power teams. Um, so, guys, I'm, I'm gonna uh, we'll finish up the episode uh, discussing the final four specifically, Mr. V. We've already discussed it with you, but Gage, I want to discuss with you now. Who? What do you like about the Midwest region and then the final four? There's a lot. There's a lot of good teams in this Midwest region. Like uh, you have a, let's see, let me go back to the uh, 964. Uh, you have North Carolina, which, which is the powerhouse in that in that region. You have Utah State, which is coming off a really good season, and I think they're one of the most, they're the hottest team in college basketball right now. I think they can get the win over Washington. You know, the big, the Pac-12 is not that good this year, and there's only two teams that made it in. Correct. Uh, which hints being Washington and Arizona State. And Oregon, so there's two teams. And Oregon, teams. sorry. Sorry about that. Um, and then we have Auburn, New Mexico State. I like Auburn's chances of winning. You know, they're just too, they're just, in my opinion, they're too big to match, uh, uh, to match New Mexico State. Kansas is always going to be good. I have them going into the... Uh, Sweet 16. Sweet 16 and losing to North Carolina. And then I have... Uh, I'm going to pause you there. Uh, why do you have Can- – or not why, but how and what made you pick Kansas over Auburn for in the second-round matchup? I would- uh, it, it's not It's not just because of the Big 12. Like, actually, it is because of the Big 12. Uh, they're probably one of the best – the second-best conference in college basketball right now. They had a couple teams making uh, making a bid, even though some of them didn't make it in. Hands TCU in Texas, but I'm okay with that. But uh, Kansas, I think this Kansas team is good enough to beat Auburn. And uh, then we have uh, Iowa State and uh, Ohio State. I think Iowa State can easily win against uh, Ohio State. And they're playing in Tulsa, Oklahoma for that matchup Mm -hmm. and Big 12 territory. And then we have Houston, Georgia State, no problem. Houston gets the win. Now, going into the round of 32, I I have Iowa State beating Houston uh, because of, uh, one, their experience, and two, of their size. We got a difference right here. 
I think Iowa State is uh, the better team in this, and there and Iowa State's going to lose to Kentucky, who, by the way, will sweep uh, Abilene Christian. Whoever has Abilene Christian winning that, you are crazy, very crazy. Mr. V, you have Kentucky, but you think Abilene Christian could give him a good game, correct? Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think so. Who they played that was good, Abilene Christian. Who they played that was good. That's the thing. Yeah. That they actually beat nobody. Yeah, but, exactly. But they, yeah. But uh, but they're certainly from the mid majors perspective outside of Wofford and New Mexico State. They're playing some of the best basketball in the country. And I don't care who you play, you win, you win. Of course, you haven't played anyone to the to the talent level of Kentucky yet. But yeah. Huh. But we'll see how that um, that. Uh, that used to feeling of winning comes into play mm-hmm. for that game, uh, but so in the Sweet Sixteen, what do you like in that region? And looking ahead to the Final Four as well, I have Iowa State actually going into the Sweet Sixteen, uh, losing to Kentucky, and we have North Carolina, which uh, I have them. I have Kansas going into the Sweet Sixteen, losing to them, and uh, yeah. So it's pretty straightforward for that region mm-hmm. as well. Kind yeah. of the whole entire right side of the bracket can, kind of seems a little bit straightforward because, like, from the Midwest region, North Carolina, Kentucky, and then it's Houston, and then and then the rest of the, of the teams. So it is a little bit of a drop-off, same as uh, the south region above it. So the Final Four, Gage, who do you have in the Final Four? And who do you have? I, you, we already know you have Duke winning it all. But who do you have in the Final Four? I have Duke versus Gonzaga. And Virginia versus North Carolina. This Gonzaga team is also one of the hottest teams in the country. Even though they just lost their conference final, you're throwing that out of the picture and, and just saying yeah. they're still, yeah. They they're, sh- they're still really good. They are very good. I agree. I think um, I have Michigan going into the Elite Eight, and I have Gonzaga beating them going in going into the Elite Eight. And then Mr. V has Texas Tech going into the Final Four, correct? Yes. So you would have Duke. <laughs> And Texas Tech playing each other just like they did earlier this year, and uh, you think we could see a similar outcome and spread in that game as well as yeah, we saw I think the first Duke time. Will just be too strong. Uh, Texas Tech gave them a great run for their money. They played very well and still lost by ten. So yeah, we could be seeing something like that again. And you have Tennessee and North Carolina, like you said, on the other side, and so all those teams are very good. Uh, but do you guys both? Would you guys both agree that this year's Teams are overall better than last year's teams. Yes. 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 I think last year Villanova was playing some of the best basketball in the country at the very end. As we saw, they didn't even have a close game in the tournament. Their closest game was against Texas Tech, in which they won by 11 or 12. And then West Virginia was giving them a good game, and then Villanova ran away with it. Um, West Virginia played a very uh, unique style last year, that full court press. Uh, but this year, you look at the one and the two seeds, and I think they are just elite right now. And then I think Texas Tech is one of those teams as a three seed that's just like, well, you could also put them as a two seed. They're very good. Uh, if Texas Tech and Purdue play each other as a three seed, I think Texas Tech would win by a significant amount, in my opinion. Um, but um, is there anything else you guys would like to say about this year's bracket and tournament? There are a lot of good teams, and anything can happen. I agree with Gage. It's, it's going to be a good tournament, and that's uh, why I enjoy college basketball over the NBA uh, these kids are out there playing their hearts out and uh, it's actual tournament and everyone's got an even chance pretty much so should be very interesting to see how this tournament plays out this year 
Guys, that's it for this episode of Panther Nation. Mr. Valverde, thank you so much for being on the show. I enjoyed it, guys. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, no problem, Gage. Thanks again for being on the show for about the millionth time. You're welcome. And uh, we'll oh, close man. out the episode. Connor, thanks for hosting it for the millionth time. Yes, uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, I, I, We both enjoy this very much. Uh, Mr. Valverde, I was so happy to finally invite you on the show. You are a sponsor. You were the first person I should have had on the show, but I apologize for that. Thank you for not having me so early. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you for uh, so giving some support with your bracketology, and um, and we hope that both of y'all's brackets go very well, and I hope y'all's brackets go well, uh, go pretty well as as well. So that's it for this episode of Panther Nation. I'm Connor Hibbins. And I'm Gage Laswell. And, guys, we will discuss how the first round went next week. Have a great weekend, Pascal, and good luck with your brackets.